You are listening to season two of the Women's Business Workshop podcast, the Lakeside Conference Speaker Series. Today, we're diving into podcasting for business. Many of you either have a podcast or are considering starting one. A lot of us are wondering, though, if there is more we can do to optimize our process and attract new listeners. Hosting a podcast has a huge learning curve. We thought it'd be important to bring in an expert to the show and to the 2020 conference. I am honored to introduce you to Esther Littlefield. Esther is the founder and CEO of Morningstar Media Services. She helps business owners launch and manage their podcasts so they can focus on what they love. In addition, Esther is a writer at estherlittlefield.com and host of the Christian Women Leadership Podcast. In this interview, Esther and I will be talking about strategy and systems for a successful podcast. Even if you don't have a podcast, listen in and keep an open mind to how podcasting could help you grow your business and your audience. Hi, Esther. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks, Robin. I'm excited to be here with you. I have to admit that I am a podcast junkie. I love listening to podcasts and I listen to one probably daily, at least one, if not in parts. Uh, usually while I'm in the car or doing household chores. I love continued education, probably the teacher in me, and also love communication. So it's the perfect delivery system for me. What are some of the genres of podcasts that you listen to? I am also a podcast junkie, so <laughs> I would agree with you there. And I listen to mostly business podcasts, and personal development. And then also I would say I do quite a bit of faith-based podcasts or parenting related podcasts in the faith genre. <laughs> so those would probably be like, we'll venture out to some of the more like storytelling or crime podcasts, but I don't spend a lot of time listening to those ones, to be honest. It can be overwhelming though, because there's so many out there. I mean, so many. And I talk to different people who listen to types of genres that I didn't even know existed in podcasts. I have relatives that listen to comedians or about politics, fantasy baseball, I mean, everything <laughs> and anything. Um, I try to follow Pat Flynn's advice of only listening to business episodes that pertain to my current business activity or what I need to learn right now. So if I'm creating a membership, I'm mostly listening to episodes about memberships, um, do you advise for that as well? Yeah, I think there's, it feels like there's so many podcasts, but interestingly, there's actually less podcasts than there are a lot less than uh, blogs and YouTube channels, but it still can feel overwhelming when you're in your podcast app and you're looking at all the shows you're subscribed to. So yeah, I, I definitely think that once you get to a certain point in your business, you have to start picking and choosing like what applies to me right now and try to tune out the rest. Um, I still sometimes end up listening to stuff, even if it's not something I want to learn right now, because I just love learning. So like yes. you, I just, I'm like, Oh, new information. I want to get it. <laughs> I'll yes. use it later. But, but yeah, I think that when you're, when you're trying to focus on a certain aspect of your business, then listening to things that apply to that makes the most sense. And there's a lot of really great encouraging podcasts or spiritually based or things that you're just in a funk and you really just need, you know, yeah. like with a comedian or, or someone that's just going to make you laugh is, yeah. is great. 
Yeah, exactly. There's certain podcasts. There's actually one I listen to when I like need to chill out <laughs> when I am getting like super stressed out or, or just overwhelmed with life. There's one that I always go to and I, I don't listen to her episodes every single week that she releases them, but then sometimes I'll go and listen to like two or three at a time when I'm in that space. So I agree. You can, you can use podcasts in so many different ways to help you in your life and your business. I was having a conversation with someone recently about how you find the podcasts that you like listening to. And she had mostly looked for people she knew. So she listened to podcasts from people that she was familiar with, where I do a lot of searching for topics, or I learn about a new podcast from another podcast, <laughs> from a podcast guest. Yeah. Which, how do you find new podcasts for you personally? I think, uh, yeah, I would say it's a combination. Sometimes it's word of mouth from other people that I know. And I do sometimes do searches directly in the podcast app and I'm looking for a particular topic. And so I will search for that topic and see what pops up and then try to start listening to that podcast to see if it, I'm going to resonate with the host. Um, and then I agree too, I think that also when I hear a guest on a podcast, if that guest is really intriguing to me, I will, and they, if they have a podcast, I will definitely go check out their, their podcast and see if I want to start listening to that too. But sometimes it just feels like I can't listen to all the ones I want yes. to. So again, that's where the picking and choosing comes when I'm actually in my app to listen. I've got to figure out which ones are our priorities. Yeah. I started my podcast last year, but I took almost a year to brainstorm, research, strategize, which is really my style about what I wanted to do. But I was really surprised with the amount of time and commitment that podcasting takes. I just pop one in my, you know, pop in my earbuds and listen to one and it sounds like they're just talking and recorded it and put it out there. But there is so much more to it than that. And you help people with the strategies and the systems, correct? Right. Yes. That's a big part of what I do. Yep. Can you talk to us a little about how systems play into podcasting? I would say systems are foundational to a podcast and really any content production that you're doing. Also blogging and videos. I think if you have a good system in place, it's going to save you time as the content creator in the end. So you're going to end up having a much higher quality for the listener when you have a system in place for creating your podcast. What are some roadblocks or speed bumps people commonly have in their workflow that makes things take more time? I think the first roadblock is that most podcasters don't actually outline their process for their entire podcast production system. So when you sit down to work on next week's podcast episode, there's actually multiple steps in there. And if you had those steps outlined, it would be a lot easier and faster for you to go through the process and, and complete it. Uh, another roadblock would be trying to do things that are not in your wheelhouse or that don't come naturally to you or easy to you. So for example, editing, like if editing, if you're not super techie and you don't really like editing at all, and it takes you four hours to edit your podcast, you probably would be better off to outsource that and pay a little bit of money, but save yourself those four hours. Um, another example would be graphics, you know, completing your graphics every week. If that's not your wheelhouse, you might be better off to just put that into your system as there's another team member or somebody else that's completing that part of the process. 
and then you'll free up your time to focus on what you do best. Uh, a third roadblock I would say is not having clear expectations and timelines for when things need to be completed. So this could be on yourself if you're doing this all solo or if it's you have a team if you haven't outlined like who's responsible for what, as well as when those things need to be done in the workflow, um, because you're going to be just sort of winging things every, every time and running around and saying, well, who's doing this now? And who's, who's got to get the graphics done? Who's going to do the uploading? Uh, and if that's outlined and it's clear from the start, it will save a lot more time for you. I can't imagine putting all this time and energy into podcasting without having a solid plan and purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would, I mean, it's really not something you can just wing. It's Robin, how many people do? <laughs> oh boy. Um, I mean, I think that you and I are probably a lot alike because just what you said earlier, like doing the research and the planning and the strategy, that's really how I operate too. But there's a lot of people that are much more visionary and much more, they take action a lot faster. And those people tend to be really, really good at coming up with a big idea and coming up with um, awesome content, but then they're not as good at having a strategy and a system in place on the back end. And so they are, sometimes they get bogged down in keeping up with the podcast that was originally their really good idea. And so in some cases they just quit because they didn't have that that plan in place on how they were going to sustain the podcast for the long run. And, you know, that's, I, I see that happening a lot in the podcasting world. I do as well. And it's, it's unfortunate too, when there's great content and it's something you really love or you really enjoy listening to the person and then it just goes away. But I also think it doesn't reflect very well professionally when it's not consistent. Yes. Yeah. And that's really a big part of why I think having that system in place and just, you know, knowing every week, these are the five things I need to do. Um, or that, you know, in my case, I have a lot more on my checklist to do for the podcast, but uh, you know, whatever it is, however many steps you're going to do for your podcast every week, if you have that outlined in advance and you know how much time it's going to take you on average, then you're much more able to be consistent and stick with it for the long term. I love that checklist idea, and I actually know someone who has one of your workflow checklists that raves about it for podcasting. <laughs> yes. But, so I would advise my clients to do a time audit and find out how long the process takes so that they can actually build that into their schedule, and I would advise them to actually put it on their calendar when exactly they are going to be doing these tasks, but also then you have a realistic amount of time because I think people underestimate how much time is on the back end of a podcast. Yes, I would 100% agree. <laughs> that is probably the biggest downfall, even uh, for anyone who doesn't have a podcast yet, people underestimate how much time it's going to take them to launch it and to plan and to really put a good strategy in place to have a successful podcast launch, you know, it's not something you do in a week. It's, it's having a time audit so that you figure out realistically, how long is it taking me to do my show notes for the episode? Let's talk strategy for a little bit. If someone wanted to start a podcast or maybe even they're already a year or two in, they really should have a clear purpose, correct, for why they're doing this podcast. What are they hoping to get out of it? What are some of the reasons that a business owner could have a podcast? 
think that having your purpose clearly defined is really important. Uh, a lot of people don't define their purpose and then they get frustrated with their podcast, but they never identified what the purpose of it was. So a couple of ways that you might look at it is one is just to grow your, basically to grow your audience, right? So for some people, they have a business model where they are selling uh, digital products or courses or things like that. And so a big part of that is needing a wide audience. So they might be looking to grow their audience a lot wider. That means getting more people to listen to what they have to say, to get onto their email list and to be exposed to their products and, and you know, opportunities to buy. Another purpose might be to gain new one-on-one -on -one clients or coaching clients for group coaching. So in that case, you're not necessarily looking to grow your audience so much, but you might be looking to expose your current audience to your style, the way you coach. And so they're then able to make a better decision on whether they want to hire you or join your program uh, by having a deeper connection with you because podcasting creates such an intimate connection between the listener and the host. And then I think another reason that often doesn't really get talked about, but it's totally okay to have a podcast purely as a hobby or for fun um, or as a passion project. Because I think that a lot of us as business women, we tend to be multi-passionate and sometimes we might have something that is just a passion that we want to we wanna talk about or we want to um, pursue but it's not our main business. And I think in some cases that it's totally fine to do that <laughs> and to just have your podcast be for fun. Um, so those are a few, a few things that you might think about in terms of the purpose of the podcast. I love that you mentioned doing one for just pure enjoyment or spending time in a passion or topic that you really love. Yeah, I, I'll mention one more too that I just, I, I think I left out there that I wanted to include is the other purpose for podcasting can be to, to really be seen as a thought leader in your industry, which would be ideal for somebody who is a speaker or perhaps wants to write a book, maybe to just get their thought leadership out into the world at a higher level. Uh, and podcasting is such a great way to do that because it's almost like the second someone hears that you have a podcast, you automatically bump up in their mind as an expert in that topic. So that is another, another purpose for having a podcast. And I can attest to people who want to sell a book or at least have people read their book. Um, and this is uh, on the guest end of it, of being a guest on a podcast, because the one that I listen to regularly, I mean, almost every episode he puts out, I listen to, it's more of an enjoyment thing, a personal, not, not necessarily business. But in one of his episodes, he had a psychiatrist on and she was talking about her book. And mostly I read business books or uh, lately due to my phone, don't read near as much as I would like to read. But <laughs> I went and went on the library website. I looked at his show notes, found out who she was, and I'm halfway through a very large book and wow. enjoying it. And the really neat thing is she would tell some stories on the podcast. And then when you're reading the book and things come up, it just feels like you're already further along in the relationship with her because you've heard these things before and it feels familiar. And I mean, it just, it spoke to me the power of a podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I love that you brought up the idea of just even being a guest. So for anyone listening, who's like not ready to start their own podcast, being a guest on a podcast is still a great strategy for kind of getting your feet wet in the podcasting world, getting familiar with what the process is and like you said, you wouldn't be exposed to otherwise. Yeah. I think it's great to be a guest before doing a podcast on numerous to see the back end of what it's like to be a guest so that when you you can make the experience even better for your guests because you've been on the other end of it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> That's actually definitely something I recommend for anyone considering starting a podcast is first go be a guest on a lot of podcasts and find out if you even like talking behind a microphone for <laughs> extended periods of time. Yes. We, we advise that too for the conference. A lot of times we have speakers that are not familiar with our audience or any, even the conference and have never even heard of it. And I always suggest, well, come for a year and see if you like it and see if the tribe is, is similar to who you serve before, you know, committing to such a big, a big thing as speaking at a conference. Speaking of this March, Esther, you'll be leading a breakout session at the Lakeside Conference, and your breakout session is Grow with Podcasting, Strategy, Systems, and SEO for a Successful Podcast. What could someone expect to learn if they came to your breakout? Yeah, thanks, Robin. I'm excited to teach that breakout session. Um, I am going to take a lot of what I have learned over the past three or four years of listening to podcasts, working behind the scenes with my clients on their podcasts, and then running my own podcast and growing my own podcast to help your audience learn, you know, those three things, basically to have some really practical tips on strategy, on how to develop a strategy. And even if your podcast is already in, you know, it's already happening, if you've already started it and you're a couple years in, we'll still talk about some ways that you can incorporate strategy into your podcast. We'll talk about the systems that you need to kind of run your podcast smoothly and to save time so that you're not wasting time every week. And then the SEO piece will really be talking about ways to kind of grow and expose your podcast to more people using just some really easy tips and tricks on incorporating SEO into that process. So I'm excited to share um, those things and help people grow their podcast throughout that workshop. I think that sounds super valuable. I will definitely be sitting in on yours. It sounds like it really could be fitting for anyone that has any interest in podcasting all the way to people that are already years into their podcast, but looking for better ways to optimize their process and get new followers. Yeah. I think that sometimes there's that initial spike when you first launch your podcast and you get some listeners and then sometimes you hit a plateau and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do now. And so I'm hoping to provide some tips for whatever phase you're in uh, to help you grow you know, regardless. And like you said, even if you don't have a podcast yet, I think learning this stuff before you start a podcast is the best case scenario. Um, But, you know, second best is to learn it after you've started and you start implementing some new new ideas um, and being a little bit more strategic with what you're doing each week. Attendees also have the option to upgrade to a VIP ticket, and then they can have a one-on-one in-person consulting session with you. What would be a good use of this time together? That's going to be super fun. I love talking to people one-on-one, and I think that one of my favorite things to do is to help you look at your podcast and figure out what's working and what's not. 
And so that would probably be a great way for us to spend that time is to say, okay, here's your podcast. Um, tell me what you're doing. Let's look at, you know, look at it on the, the app and on your website. And I can provide some insight into just some tweaks that you might want to make to, you know, to grow your podcast um, more effectively. So that would be one way. And also for someone who maybe doesn't have a podcast yet, I'm happy to chat about ideas, about strategy, about, you know, just the process of getting that thing off the ground. That sounds so valuable. And if someone wanted to jump right in and do a session with you before the conference, uh, where can they find you? You can find me at MorningstarMediaServices.com. Um, I love doing just, you know, one-off consultations with people to see kind of where they're at and where they want to go. And then, of course, we have packages for, uh, and I have some workshops and courses coming out around uh, launching and growing your podcast as well. So you'll find all of that on my website. I love it. And I'm so excited to meet you in person. I have heard nothing but wonderful things about you and what you offer your clients. Thanks, Robin. I'm excited to be there in, in March. It'll be super fun. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. And now go get back to work. Women in business, are you looking for a professional yet fun event to attend in 2020? The fourth annual Lakeside Conference will be held March 9th and 10th in Southeast Wisconsin, about an hour between Chicago and Milwaukee. Get the training, resources, and connections you need to catapult your business into more sales, smoother operations, and more ideal clients. The women that attend are high caliber, driven business owners, speakers, and leaders in their communities and industries. We would love to add your name to the list and meet you in person this year. Register today and save $100 using the code MEMBER100, capital M-E-M-B-E-R, and the number 100. Here are some of our former speakers telling you what they loved about the Lakeside Conference. I love your conference. I always tell everybody when my local friends ask me what conference to attend, I always say that the Midwest uh, Lakeside Women's Conference is the little conference that could. It is always one where you meet the nicest people, uh, people who you feel are walking in the same shoes that you are, which is really fun. And it's also really nice because it's a great location and many yes. of us get to drive there, like a short day trip or a road trip. It's like a little mini getaway, but you get a lot done at the same time. I love that you give people these chances for coffee chats. And man, I just met the best women last year at your conference. Like so many amazing women who have become clients, who have become friends, who, who now I'm their clients. It's just been phenomenal. It feels like family when you come. And so it only really takes a little bit of time before everyone who's there feels welcomed and open to the experience and feels like they've made friends already. And I love that you offer the high caliber of a conference that you do in the Midwest because it's not such an issue for me to travel when I can just hop in the car and drive to you. So it's been amazing too. The thing about this conference that I think is different about others that I've been to are the people. I can't think of a room that I go into where you feel more support and nurturing from the people around you it's not competitive. It's not senseless networking. It is literally genuine, hardworking women that are just looking to build up a network of people that they can 
leverage for so many different reasons, not just to build their businesses or increase sales, but for brainstorming, for help in little different, you know, I mean, I get people from the conference all the time that will reach out with just one question that they need answered so they can move forward. And it's awesome to be able to, to help somebody break through one little tiny thing that may be a no brainer for me and a challenge for someone else. Yet I do the same thing with people that I have people I reach out to and say, I'm totally stuck. That is my favorite part of this conference is there's so much value in the speakers. They're all fantastic, but it's the people in the room that change the tone of everything there. And that's the reason that I will come over and over and over again. So I was really excited to really hear the speakers and I got to meet some of them. And some of these people I'd been following online for years and years and to actually meet them in person was super awesome. And I love, I did like the one-on-one. I talked with Jacqueline alone. I'd been listening her, to her and Jessica's podcast for years. And so that was really exciting for me to actually sit and talk to her. And so that was, you know, there's certain people that I got to meet at that. That was, that was probably my favorite thing. And like a lot of the people I stay in touch with, it was just such a great experience for me to get outside of the Twin Cities or, you know, and these are people that are from all across the country that are doing these things. And so that was the first time I'd really gotten to meet bigger like names. We would love to meet you this year at the Lakeside Conference. Please join us and grab your registration ticket today and save $100 with the code MEMBER100. Go to womensbusinessworkshop.com and click on the events tab.